Welcome back to the Off The Waitlist Podcast. I'm your host, Moses Yim. We back, baby. Episode 23, and today we get a chat with the amazing Amanda Butler. Uh, she opens up about her childhood, personal life, professional career, along with her battle with breast cancer and her journey through it. So, so excited for you guys to hear her incredible story. So inspiring. Uh, we did have a little technical scare. We didn't think we were recording for a lot of it, which was my fault, but alas, we were recording, thank God, because she's absolutely uh, incredible in sharing her story. So really, really excited for this one. Uh, Hope you guys enjoy. Thank you for all your support over the years, and without further ado, let's do it. Episode 23, Off the Waitlist Podcast. Hello, look at that cute outfit. (laughs) I got dressed just for you. (laughs) Thank you. How are you? Good, how are you doing? What's up, what's up, what's up? I'm good. Can you hear me okay? Because I have my AirPods and I can put them in if it's easier. No, I hear you great, honestly. Okay, all right, cool. Hold Um, on, let me put my phone on, do not disturb. Hold on. And I got I have an alarm going on. Okay. That's all right. All the things. You know. Okay. There we are. What's going on? Uh, oh, my not God. Not much. I bet. What are you talking about? Not much. Got everything I'm kidding. Going on. But we're going to talk everything. about everything. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. 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 Uh, how, how are you feeling today? I'm good. I um, decided to foster a dog. So that's been like preoccupying my time I see like literally my shadows so I like feel like I can't do anything because she just is like on my heels so it's like my ADD is just like I can't think of like two things to do at once but (laughs) doing good she's like such a good distraction yeah welcome to the dog life I know I used to have a dog but I just I still am not like 100% ready to commit because I feel like now I, I definitely am like, oh, I have to say no to certain things because I have yep. a dog again. And um, yeah, it's hard. So it's, it's like, like the, losing that freedom. It's like the best excuse and the worst <laughs> excuse at the same time. Seriously. If you don't want to be somewhere like, oh, I got my dog. This dog. I know, but then like I just had asked a, or, like a friend just asked me like, oh, do you want to go to like this wine country next weekend? And I was like, yeah, I do. But now I have this foster, so fuck. <laughs> so, uh, what brought um, that about? Yeah. We'll see. I've honestly been wanting to foster for so long. Like, well, since I started treatment and chemo, I like really thought about it. And then I was like, no, this is too hard. Like I can, most days I can't even get up off the couch. And I've just been spending so much time alone and I like want a dog, but I was always like, I'm not ready to get a dog again until like I'm in a partnership with someone to help kind of take care of it. Um, So yeah, so I just like, I love animals and I just miss having a dog around. So I was like, you know what, let me foster. It'll like get my feet wet again and see if I'm like ready to fully commit. So I don't know, I'm already kind of attached to her. So we'll see. Yeah, (laughs) It's been two days. I bet that happens real quick. Yeah. Um, How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah. It's been a while since I've done this. I'm a little rusty. So, but you know, I always look at it like catching up with old homies. So, yeah, exactly. and, and that, that, that was honestly like the start of this whole quote unquote podcast. I don't even really call it a podcast, but uh, it's more just like not only helping other people hear their favorite trainers stories and getting to know about them but I also really like enjoying hearing people's stories and how they grew up in their background more so uh, than the fitness side. Obviously, you know, my connections are through fitness and or yeah. a lot of them are anyway. Um, and so I just like hearing people's stories, hearing their background, where they came from, you know, why they do what they do. And I just find it very interesting. And I always like giving people a an opportunity to share their story because i love hearing people's stories so um yeah with that being said i do something with all of my guests it's called the 60 second life story all right so 60 seconds yep that's right heads up 
I did not give Amanda <laughs> any prompt about this, and I don't give anyone a prompt about this. You have 60 <gasps> seconds. All right, so gather your thoughts now while I explain it. Uh, 60, okay. 60 seconds to go over a life story, and you can include whatever you want to include. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's up to you. I'll give you a little like little hand signal when there's like 15 okay. seconds left so you can kind of like gauge uh, your time. Like uh, like my entire life story or like whatever one specific story in my life? Whatever you want to share. Like where you grew up, okay. how you grew okay, up. Okay, I'll do a synopsis. I'll do yeah. like a, I'll do like a 60 second. A very broad stroke. From then to now. Yes, yes. Okay. All right, All right. I got you. Oh, Ready? Stress. Take a deep My breath. ADD. Yep, yep, take a deep breath. Here we go. Three, two, one, and go. All right. After I graduated college, I worked for a corporate company that I absolutely hated. I quit my job, moved to Thailand for a year and a half, traveled all around Southeast Asia, moved back, got into fitness, have been in fitness for about seven or eight years and um, started in spin. And now I'm in hit and strength. And I've slowly been working my way to on camera, which I've been doing a lot of. Um, I was reaching like the peak of my career, working with Nike, Adidas, all these people. And then I got diagnosed with stage two breast cancer last fall in September of 2022. So I have been going under treatment. I had chemo and I just finished my double mastectomy and I'm going to have radiation starting in about a week and a half. So that is my story. I did oh my it God. less than 60. Yeah, you did it less than 60. Wow. You... <laughs> Oh, right. I already know how this is going to go. We're going to get a lot of information. I got a feeling. Uh, introduce yourself. What's your name? Hi, my name is Amanda Butler. I am a fitness trainer and <laughs> I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. I'm actually from a small town outside of Missouri, but I live in Los Angeles now. Um, it's hard saying like fitness trainer when I feel like my entire world is like not fitness at all right now because mm -hmm. of my current situation. But, um, up until about 10 months ago, my life has been fitness. So, right. yeah. And, you know, we'll get into all that if you're comfortable with it. Uh, yeah. I always like to start from the beginning. What were you like as a kid? Cause I can imagine, I mean, rewinding a little bit. I met Amanda through Halo Amazon Halo, and we were trainers together. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's a whole nother story. But then we realized that we oh. tra trained at Barry's together, but she's just in SoCal, right? And I'm obviously yeah. in Seattle. Um, so I can imagine you as a kid being like, you know, super smart, but like not wanting to do homework, but like, oh, fun. like you're the type of kid that like didn't try, but got really good grades. Uh, I mean, I got good grades, but I tried really hard. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I like always like I like love learning, but I hated school. If mm. that makes sense. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So that yeah, um, what were you like but, as a kid growing up? Oh my god, as a kid, I was just very curious, um, very adventurous, like just how I am today. Like, I just always want to be knowing like everything and asking a lot of questions and outgoing. I was also creative. Like I was in dance. I was always like journaling and I had like chemistry sets. I had biology sets. I was always like looking at things underneath microscopes and just like dreaming about the day of like when I was going to be older and I could like fly away from home and go and do all the things that I like wanted to do. Wow. Uh, that's why you're in LA. That's why I'm in LA. Yes, that's why I'm in LA. <laughs> and, and not Kansas City. Well, how long do you or yeah. how long were you in Kansas City for? Um, so I lived in Missouri through I graduated high school there and then I went to college at Truman State University, which is like a small liberal liberal arts school up in northeast Missouri. And after that, then I 
worked in Kansas City for like three years, but I was traveling all around the United States. And then I was like, finally, like, okay, it's time for me to go. I, my family's from California originally. So we were always back and forth. So like, as a kid, I was like, this feels like home. This is like where I want to be. But my parents wouldn't let me go to school at San Diego State, which is where I really, really wanted to go. So it was always kind of like me fighting my parents to like, get to do the things that I really wanted to do. So that's why I was always like, I can't wait to be older so I can like make my own decisions and do what I want to do. And mm. so then, yeah, after I, I worked for a health IT company for a few years and I was like, corporate life is not for me. I hate like, I hate all of this stuff. And so I quit and I moved abroad. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow. So you kind of always knew that you'd like small town wasn't for you wanted to be like kind of like bigger city like yeah kind of moving and grooving hustling yeah I've always kind of been like too big for my boots I would say mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I just like I felt like I was a caged bird like I was like let me out of here I just want to like fly spread my wings yeah. and fly and do whatever yeah. I want to do yeah uh did you have you ever lived in San Diego now no Okay. No, I, now that it was I'm just here, like, I just was like, yeah, yeah, it was. And like, my grandma lived there and she and I were really close. And I used to live in San Diego when I was younger, but now that I'm older, I don't see myself being in San Diego. I see myself LA more. Um, it's two di very different vibes. My best friend lives there, but it's just like different vibes. I still love it, but I just can't see myself there right now. For sure. I, I really enjoy San Diego. I've been there twice now in the past year. I really enjoy mm -hmm. it. I I think I prefer LA for the opportunity as hard as it is yeah. to like make your way yeah. through it. It's just like the, you know, yeah. all, all I can ask for is opportunity. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just like a faster pace and I'm yeah. like, go, go, go. Like I always want to be doing things and like, that's LA for sure. For sure. Um, you don't see yourself moving anywhere anytime soon honestly I'm so open like I could meet someone and then they were like I have a job opportunity in like freaking Paris do you want to move and I'd be like yeah like let's go so but I don't see myself like up and moving anywhere in the United States unless it was for like a work situation but I'm I'm like super open so yeah. we'll see damn yeah. that'd be dope meet some French guy I literally, I'm like, that's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you study in college? You said you went to a liberal arts school? Yeah, I studied health science. Okay. Um, I originally was physical therapy and then my grades my school was really hard like it was a they call it like the Harvard of the Midwest it's like a very like top rated small school um it was really hard and my grades just were not cutting it because they switched it to where you needed a doctorate if you were doing physical therapy and I was mm -hmm. like mm, this ain't gonna work so I switched to health science health health administration there that you go so, so you kind of always have been about movement and helping people and bodies and yeah I used to want to be a doctor when I was younger so mm -hmm. I was like all about like wanting to do surgery but I've always wanted to like help people for sure that's dope and so yeah. when when did you start realizing that fitness was something that you wanted to pursue full-time right yeah but I didn't always do it full-time I started mm -hmm. for like the first four years of it on the side doing it on the side and I thought I was gonna pursue more of like fashion because when I lived abroad I started an online boutique and I was like this is what I want to do it's super creative it allows me to travel and then breaking into the fitness fashion industry is very hard the pay is very low so I was like working for this really large jewelry company and that eventually brought me out to LA while also teaching spin at Cycle Bar. And then I opened up um, Cycle Bar in West Hollywood while also working for this jewelry company. So from there, like, I just got different jobs in the fitness industry in LA and was still like kind of pursuing something bigger on like as like a main career. Mm -hmm. And then honestly, when the pandemic hit, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go all in on fitness and just like see where this takes me because I loved it, but I think I was like scared and I was scared that there wasn't going to be like the money or the stability or what opportunities. And then the second I went all in on fitness, like the doors just kind of started opening and I was like, okay, this, hmm. this feels like more aligned. Funny yeah, how that works. 
It's like it does, leap, right? leap in the net will appear. Right. Exactly. Um, what was your first experience in fitness? Like, did you take a class? Have you always like lifted? Did you grow up playing sports? Um, yeah. What was Literally all of the above. Okay. I played, yeah. I played soccer and volleyball, mainly soccer my entire life. Um, but it was also one of those things where it was like, I had to try really hard and I was like playing year round soccer and I just still like never felt like I was like that good. Um, but I've always like worked out for like for forever. And then when I moved to Thailand, I also did an like a blog and this, um, guy was opening up the first spin studio in Bangkok and he reached out to me and he was like hey I would love for you to come and like write about this spin studio and like I'll give you a free membership and so that was like the first time I really had been like fully introduced to spin I think I had taken like two soul cycle classes before and literally died and I was like I never will do this ever again and then <laughs> when I started spinning <laughs> in Thailand I was like wait I actually love this mm. so then the second I moved back to Kansas City a friend of mine was opening up cycle bar there and she was like hey I would love for you to come and like work here and so yeah so then I got a job there and then it was just kind of from there on out there. I was like hooked wow yeah so Thailand let's rewind uh how long were you in Thailand for a year and a half and what was that like <laughs> um it was wild it was fun it was freedom it was like me coming back into myself um yeah I loved it and I like am so grateful for that experience I was there 2015 and 2016 and um it was definitely a lot of like ups and downs but I was I'm just like forever grateful for that experience I like traveled all around it was like the first time I started traveling alone and um it was it was the time. I yeah. loved it. I've always wanted to go to Thailand. Uh, would it would it be some place you recommend going to? A thousand percent. I'm like, everyone needs to go. And now the world is so small now, right? It's like you can just like hop on a plane and go like anywhere. And TikTok tells you like all the things. For sure. So it's like, yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's so it's just amazing. And the people are amazing and the food and it's so cheap. And yeah, I love it. Okay. So Let's let's see if we get this timeline straight. Lil Manda growing up in Kansas City, going to college in Kansas City or Missouri. In Missouri. And then somehow making your way to Thailand, starting fitness there, coming back to the States. What was it like coming back to the States? Did you want to come back? I was ready. I was ready yeah. to come back um, because I knew that that wasn't going to be my forever. That was just like a temporary thing. And I knew like it was the right age. And if I didn't do it, then I was probably never going to move abroad. True. So I was ready to come back. But it was definitely like more of a culture shock moving back than it was moving there. Like coming back to like where everything is at your fingertips again and like just seeing people and yeah, I don't know. Just being back to America is just like going into like a crazy grocery store again. And be just, yeah, it's just like, it's like a lot for we sure. We got it. We got it easy here. <laughs> yeah, we really do. We, we really, really do. Also, how did you choose Thailand? Was it just like spinning a globe and landing on a landing on a point? What made you choose Thailand? <laughs> so the summer I was graduating college, I actually moved to Africa and I was there for three months months and so that was like the first time I was like I actually really want to go abroad longer I initially wanted to do Peace Corps but then like I knew there was like I had heard too many bad stories about things yeah. like that so I was like um I don't want to do that but let me go to Africa anyways <laughs> so I went and then I was like looking for a place to go and I knew a friend had lived in Thailand for a year and she taught English there and so I, I spoke with her and she was like, you'll absolutely love it. There's these programs mm -hmm. called TEFL, teach English as a foreign language that you enroll in. And then after your like month of training, they'll place you in a school somewhere in Thailand. So it's like a guaranteed job because I was worried if I go there, like, what if I don't find a job? Like, will I have to come home? So it was already like all laid out for me. I went to this small little like beach town 
and my boyfriend and I at the time when we were together, he, he, we went together. And so that made it like a little bit easier. And yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why I chose Thailand. <laughs> how, how were you able to stay for so long? Is there like a visa thing that was going down or? Yeah. I mean, I taught English, so I had a work permit. Got and it. I, yeah. So I had like all of the things, all the documents and everything. Man, what was Africa like? First of all, where where have you been? All like where where are all the places you've been? I've been like three places. Where haven't I been? <laughs> I've been everywhere in Asia. Um, no, like Europe, I actually haven't been to. I was born in South America, but I haven't been back there since I was younger. Mm. Um, so, but Africa was Africa was a time. It was also I just like I I like come back to myself when I travel. So mm. like anytime I travel and get to experience a piece of the world in a different culture, I'm literally the happiest person in the world. So I taught English and I taught health les lessons in Africa, actually. Wow. So, yeah. So that was like awesome. I was like with little kids and I love kids. So it was that's, so much fun. That's pretty cool. You got to do like things on your own terms versus like, like you said, like joining the Peace Corps would like be super cool in a lot of ways. But like you said, there's kind of, stories that you hear along the way that's like you know you don't get treated necessarily the best and and things like that so that's cool you got to do things on your own terms yeah yeah it was great and like that was what I need like that's what I need in life like I, mm -hmm. I need a sense of freedom but still like a little bit of structure Feel and you. so for Africa I actually created that internship on my own because I already had a job lined up and I was like and I still had to fulfill this internship requirement to graduate. And I was like, I am not going to go sit in an office. Like, no, ma'am, I already have a job. Like, I was like, I really want to go abroad. And so I presented this idea to one of my professors who was in charge of the internship program. And she was like, okay, well, if you outline exactly what the structure looks like um, to fulfill like the health science and like the teaching aspect, like, go right ahead. And so that's what I did. I just like wow. created this whole program. <laughs> that's dope. Damn. That's so yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. So kind of segueing from, from there. Uh, I know that you've done, like you said, you've done fitness for the past seven years doing various things. Do you have a favorite like format to teach? Um, I, I know you probably get asked hit. that a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Strength and hit for sure. It's very fast paced. Um, but I will say like, the way what I teach and how I like to train are a little bit different now. Um, but I do enjoy teaching hit the most. Like, how do you mean? What do you like? What is, what has changed? So I've definitely slowed down a lot. Um, I've gone through a lot of health, health issues and also like body and mind transformations over the last five years and I really like kind of messed up my body from doing too much hit teaching spin I was teaching like a minimum of a, like at least three classes a week and then also doing like hit workouts on top of that and just yeah. over training under eating and I had a really like negative relationship with food and exercise mm. and I just kind of took things to the extreme but I didn't think that I would have results if I didn't do all of those things, which like a lot of people and women specifically are kind of like stuck in that mindset. Um, and so over the past few years, I don't really do much hit, like I'll take like a berries class here and there. Um, but for the most part, I really stick to lifting weights and Pilates mm. and just have slowed things down and do and really created this mantra of like doing things that feel good rather than doing things that I'm like forcing myself to do. So I, I like, I coach that as well with hit. It's like, this is great and it's great to sprinkle in, but it's like, don't let this be your entire workout routine and everything that you do on day in and day out. Yeah. I think that's a super important conversation a to have with myself. Like, <laughs> like I'm like walking around like, Oh my God. Uh, but how was that something that you overcame? Was that something that like you try to figure out on your own, did you get help doing that? How, like, what kind of, what kind of steps did you take to kind of overcome and combat that feeling of like, this is what I need to do always, even though I'm destroying myself? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, that's a 
loaded question because, and I'll try to do it briefly, but like for four years, I was, um, I was all of a sudden started gaining weight. I had always, I had been on birth control for like 12 years, right? When I got off birth control, I started like gaining weight like crazy. I was getting hormonal acne and nothing was changing in my diet. I ate super, super clean, like honestly, like too restrictive, too clean. And I was like noticing I was gaining weight. So that's when I started seeing a bunch of different like uh, naturopath kind of doctors. Like I was seeing hormone doctors. I was working with with a nutritionist. I went and saw so many different like homeopath doctors. I was getting blood work done and like everything kept telling me, okay, you need to lower your stress, lower your cortisol, stop doing HIIT workouts, focus on walking, focus on like slow controlled movements, things like that, because your cortisol is also out of whack. And it was literally just like trial and error. And this was four years of me really trying to like figure out what was going on with my body and the fatigue and just like, brain fog and like all of these things. And that was really when I started like dialing back on like the hit and I stopped teaching spin and, you know, it was, it was just like a lot. And I, it was really a big time for me to like educate myself on like the women's, women's bodies and like what is actually like important for us and how to like regulate your menstrual cycle and all of these things. And I just like dove in on everything and really just like, had to change my ways. Otherwise I was just going to keep getting worse. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you did a lot of educating for sure. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. Which is something that's like, you know, I mean, we like follow Instagram or TikTok pages and that's how like we get some of our information sometimes is maybe not the best way to get, you know, the information. So like, you know, going to experts that you trust and, you know, like you said, going to different natural paths. And I think that's, that's probably a smarter way to go about Mm -hmm. it. Um, Yeah. Leading up to that. uh, I don't know if you want to get into um, kind of your other health issues that you've been uh, dealing with and going through. Tell me about uh, September 20th, 2022. And and what, what the lead up to that was like, if you, if you're comfortable with that. Yeah, of course. Like I talk about this everywhere on socials and YouTube and all of this stuff because I think it's so important because I was literally the healthiest person I knew, especially dealing with health issues for four years. I really had to be so mindful of my health. And like I was a trainer that was like, I was working out like four to five times a week. I was eating so clean like there's no there's like very small history in my family of cancer and last summer in July I found a lump on my right breast and I I would like noticed it I had been doing like I just did like periodic checks like as they always tell you to do and I was just like oh it's got to be like a cyst or something I don't really know but it was like honestly right before I was about to go up to Seattle for filming and I was also going to go to um, New York for another job that I had at the time and I was like I don't even have a a doctor where I can go to see take care of this to see what it is so I'll like I'll deal with it when I get back and then August came and like it's like one of those things that I just kept pushing off but I was still really stressing about it because I would just I would be out with friends and I'd be like dancing on the dance floor with like a drink in my hand and I would be like feeling this lump and like asking my friends like what do you think this is like whatever I ended up going to a wedding um in August a friend's wedding and I was in the bathroom stall with the bride and this girl that I had never met and I found out like she was a gynecologist and a gynecologist is the one who does the breast checks for you and I was like oh my god like I don't have a gynecologist. Like, I know you don't even know who I am, but can you please do like a breast exam on me? Yeah. And she was like, she was like so drunk. We we're like drunk in the stall. She does this exam and she was like, honestly, I think it's a cyst. She's like, but you should probably go get a mammogram. And I was like, thank you so much. Like, it was literally like divine timing, honestly. Wow. So I come back to LA and I book an appointment at this place. They do free mammograms. It's called um, Valley Breast Care in Los Angeles. If anyone needs a place to go, go good and they do free mammograms. <laughs> yeah. Free mammograms, free ultrasound. I went, had that done. And then even the nurses were like, honestly, I think it's nothing. I think it's cysts. It's a cyst. Cause it like moves around. 
Then I had to get a biopsy done. And then they called me in to get the results from the biopsy. And I went in and I like had a pit in my stomach because if you know anything about healthcare, it's like the only reason that they'll have you come in is because they're going to give you bad news. If, you know, if it was good news, they wouldn't just, they would just tell right. you on the phone. Yeah. Oof. So I was sitting in the waiting room on September 20th and the doctor came in as well as two nurses and they were all kind of looking at the floor and I just knew, and he was like, Amanda, you have breast cancer. And I was like, what? Like, what? Um, and breast cancer is not one of my family. I don't have anyone in my family who's had it. And so, um, yeah, it was heartbreaking. <laughs> I, I can imagine. And so what was that flip like in terms of, okay, like you got the feeling, you got that pit in your stomach. They kind of dropped that news do you go into like, where does your mind go from there? Do you go into like, okay, we're going to attack this thing. We're going to beat it. Do you allow yourself to kind of feel that emotion? Like, where does your mind go in the next yeah. minute, in the next day, in the next week? Mm, that's a good question. Like, obviously when you're told when you're hit with something like that, it's immediate, just like, devastation your mind goes everywhere your mind is like am I gonna survive am I gonna like not survive am I gonna like what is my life gonna look like for the next whatever but honestly at the time my diagnosis was um DCIS which is called ductal carcinoma in situ and my doctor was like they used to call this stage zero so this is like the earliest breast cancer that you could have um, he's like, we are going to attack this head on, but like, this is going to be a big part of your life for the next year. Mm -hmm. And so I was very hopeful. I was immediately like, okay, like I am going to survive and breast cancer has come a long way over the past like 10 years. But my thing was like, what does this mean for my life? Like mm -hmm. I'm a trainer. I need my body to work. Like, am I going to be sick? Am I like, what do I do with surgery? And at the time chemotherapy was not on the plate on the table it was like you don't have to do chemo you're just going to do surgery and you're going to choose between like a lumpectomy which is where they just go in and remove the lump or a full mastectomy where they take all of your breast tissue and so it's just overwhelming and then it's immediately like I have to find my care team I have to call insurance I have to tell everyone in my life I have to tell everyone in my life like it's just chaos in your mind at the beginning and everything around you. Uh, I can only, only imagine what like the, you forget about the logistics behind something like that. Like you said, kind of getting your team together, getting, you know, kind of getting all your ducks in a row. I, I wouldn't even think about that, but it's like random stuff that needs to get done. It doesn't, it almost doesn't allow you time to, to process in a way because you got to get stuff lined up like yeah kind of quick it sounds like yeah yeah and like that's honestly something I wish I can change or I would love to change for the cancer community because with if you aren't going through cancer you like you said you would have no idea that that's like what you have to do and it's yeah. you don't even have the time to sit and process information because then it's like okay well what's the next step hmm. and can I even see the top tier doctor's because is that even like approved by my insurance? And a lot of times with cancer patients, like a lot of medicine's not even approved and they have to go through like leaps and bounds to get things approved. And it's like, while you're going through this emotional turmoil of like, am I going to survive this? What is my life and my finances and all of this stuff? It's like, you have to be doing all this admin for like the first three to four months of your cancer journey. And it's like, I wish that there was something where the second you're diagnosed, they set you up with like a coordinator or someone who can be a liaison between your insurance and you and the doctors. And you can sit there and take the time to like process mm. what's mm. actually happening. Yeah. I'm surprised there's nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it sucks. Um. Okay, fast forward. It's now June 16th, almost a full year later. How's 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 your mental state? How how we doing? How we doing? 
Um, I'm doing much better. I, so I ended up going through six rounds of chemo. So initially I didn't have to do chemo and they said it was stage zero, but I ended up having to do a few biopsies in my lymph nodes in my armpit and they found invasive cancer there. So that immediately moved me from stage zero to stage two because it had metastasized. Wow. So then I was hit with, okay, now you have to do chemo. So I did six rounds of chemo, which was one of the hardest things, probably the hardest thing I've actually been through in my entire life. It was very hard physically, mentally, emotionally, everything. Um, then I took a month, I took about six weeks off and I just had my double mastectomy on May 5th. Um, I had two surgeries leading up to that. And then, um, so I'm fully recovered. Well, almost fully recovered in a couple of weeks, I'll be fully like cleared to do upper body workouts and stuff, but I'm, I'm cleared to do lower body, but I will say it has been like the hardest roller coaster I've ever experienced emotionally. And I've been through some hard shit in my life. Mm. Like I feel like my life was literally training for mm. going through cancer. And I don't say that lightly, like, and I know everyone's been through things, but like I've gone through some really, really tough stuff that I'm like, why is this happening? And like, when you go through cancer, like if this is the first hardest thing you've ever been through, it would be absolutely devastating. But so many times I was able to reassure myself that like, I've had these feelings before it mm. just might not have been for cancer, but it could, it would have been for X, Y, and Z. And so I was grateful that I was so positive during my cancer treatment, but I will say like after surgery has been some of like the lowest lows I've ever experienced as far as like emotions, because we're in fitness, we're used to moving our body and I've been homebound for the last six weeks barely leaving my apartment barely being able to move my body and when I would move my body like it could only be for so long before I was like I'm exhausted I feel trapped I need to go back home but then you don't want to be at home because this is where you feel trapped already and right. so it, there's some dark times but I'm I feel like I'm much better and I'm like through the thick of it now that is very good to hear uh and, you know, if you follow a man on socials, like, I commend you for being so open and so vulnerable and so brave to not only just share what you're going through, but, you know, not just having your shit be like, like, we can get through this and, you know, I'm going to attack this and we're going to, you know, and but like letting people in in into the vulnerability side because that that's the kind of stuff we don't really see yeah yeah I just felt like the second I was diagnosed something told me I need to share this journey and not for myself but for everyone who's going to come after me because yeah. there was nothing on TikTok that like showed someone's entire journey that I could have looked at and be like, okay, this is what this looks like. This is what this, you know, all of the stuff. And so I, I don't have to be as scared. And I was like, I want to do that for other people. And that means showing everything, showing the highs and the lows and the lowest of lows. And so I shared everything on TikTok. I, I share like, you know, bits and pieces on Instagram because it just feels a little bit different, but on TikTok, right. I, I go in, um, and yeah, I just think it's important. I think it's important because regardless of if you're sharing or not, it's happening around you. True. And if you can help more people feel better and feel stronger and feel more positive that, you know, this is such a temporary thing, then like in turn, it also helps me and it's helped me a lot through my journey. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, like I said, we, we don't really know each other too well, but that tells me a lot about you. And and who, you are, and who you are as a person, and you know how 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 you decide to deal with things. Um, and major, like props to you. Like you're definitely an inspiration in that way. Thank you. So um, sweet. Before I hit record, I was telling Amanda how uh, thankful I am that she shared that part of her story. I know it can be difficult to rehash, um, especially going back to that day that the the events leading up to it, that story you told about the wedding in the bathroom. I can only imagine what that stuff, were you guys in the stall? 
Yeah. <laughs> just like three people in one stall, just like, oh my gosh. It was, okay. it, was, it was like the big stall, you know, it was like huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> just oh. like coming coming back to that, uh, I know it can be difficult at times. So we just really appreciate how open and vulnerable you are. Yeah. Um, so the second part of this pod, we're going to go into our quick hitters. There's three levels. Okay. There's three levels. Um, we start easy and then we start getting into like the nitty gritty stuff. So you ready? Okay. Yeah. All right. Level one is like either or, or would you rather? Are you pizza or taco Ooh. person? Tacos. Okay. Do you want to play a favorite taco place? Do you have a favorite taco spot? Um. Oh, I went to this place. Oh my God. It's on the corner of Vine and Melrose. And it's literally like this taco stand and i went there a few weeks ago with my mom and it was literally like the best tacos i've ever had in my life okay vine and melrose someone yes. get the plug vine and melrose all right tacos um okay uh i think i know the answer to this but are you dog or a cat person dog yeah through and yeah. through yeah uh are you a texter or a caller a caller really yeah I like I my ADD I can't like I'd rather just be like talking to someone while I'm like driving or whatever like I hate sitting there being like uh yeah. are you a yeah. voice I'm message a are you like a voice texture like sometimes like I usually like I do it after someone sends me a voice message and I'm like oh yeah this is like so much easier but I know yeah, I, I just totally forget about that feature <laughs> yeah uh, are you a beach or nature person like would you rather spend a day on the beach or a day like hiking in the mountains beach yes i'm a water baby scorpio scorpio sun pisces moon let's she go scorpio <laughs> i forgot you're a scorpio i think we talked about this because i'm a scorpio too are you a scorpio too yeah, yeah october 24th oh, wait when's your birthday october 24th that's my best friend's birthday oh shit Crazy. when's your birthday november 7th there you so go we would always like celebrate on halloween because it's like a week between both yeah oh yeah that's true that's true yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm always a week before Halloween. that's so funny I think it's Drake's birthday too, October 24th. Oh, oh yeah. Love it. Uh, this is kind of a weird question and I got to phrase it correctly. <laughs> Would you rather have a bad chicken nugget with really good sauce or a really good chicken nugget and really terrible sauce? You are asking the queen of sauces this question. I would rather have, I'm not even kidding. I, my entire dream has been based, like creating a restaurant where everything is based around the sauces. So yeah, bad chicken nugget with m the best sauces. Okay. World. What's your favorite sauce? <laughs> I got to ask the queen of sauce. Let's oh, go. Sauce it up. The, uh, All right. I mean, and it, not even favorite, always... like huh? top, top four sauces. I mean, I'm pretty like basic. I would say like, Honestly, like I love a little ketchup and mayo combo. Okay. Love that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I do like ranch, but I also like, I love a Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh, you know what I love is like a, um, <laughs> a garlic aioli. I love like a Whoa. garlic spicy mm. aioli. Listen, yeah. if, it, if it has the word aioli in it, I'm getting, it. I don't even know what aioli is, but I'm like, it's fancy as shit. I'm getting <laughs> I think it. it's literally just like mayo and like <laughs> sauce. <laughs> yeah. I just see the word aioli. I'm in. Whatever it is, exactly. it, could be, it could be any type of aioli. Oh my God. I love that question. That was um, a good one. I heard that from somewhere. I was like, oh, I'm taking that. This question yes. is so funny. Uh, would you rather, this is funny considering my background, would you rather explore the depths of the ocean or the depths of space? Ooh. Ooh. Um, maybe. <sighs> That's hard because I, I love know. the ocean. Yeah, you did say you're I a water baby. But I'm like, I also like, I want to know what the hell's happening in space. So do you, I, I'm going to say space because like, I would love to be like in an astronaut suit, just like, <laughs> you know, like you right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, we're out of here. Oh my God. Um, Yeah. It, that's a tough one for me too. Because what's cool about the ocean is that it's here. Yeah. You know, and we still know so little about it. And like, what's fucking down there? Like, what is down there? Yeah, but it's obviously, crazy. but obviously, space is like infinite, and you're like, yeah, 
you know, as long as you knew you're going to survive, like, all right, let's fucking go out there, see what happens. Literally. Um, so fun. Would you rather be able to see the future or change the past? See the future. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I don't, I don't know what my answer would be. I never know what my answer would be. I'm always like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just am a huge believer on like never having regrets. Like everything is a lesson and That's everything you learn every some something from everything. Mm -hmm. And so there's like not one thing in my life that I can be like, I really regret that. So like, I don't, I think things happen how they're supposed to. So, and also we're Scorpios. Like I love astrology. I love psychics. Yeah. Like, I love all those things. So it's like, I'm always going to a psychic being like, what's going to happen to me next year? <laughs> but for some reason they couldn't tell me I was getting cancer. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Weird. <laughs> they missed that one. <laughs> um, cool. All right. We're moving on to level two, little more long winded, still a little silly, but also getting to know you a little more. Uh, if you had, if you had like a superhero, superhuman ability, what would it be? Um, to speak and understand any language. Yes. That is such a good one. Yes. That is what I'm talking about. Yes. That literally. would be so amazing. Like I'm learning yeah. Korean right now. It's, it's like, uh, I feel like such a baby. I know. Right. Any language is just so hard. And then yeah. like when you travel, you're just like, I just want to know what's going on around yeah. me. And like, I just wish I had that. And I'm really bad with languages. So I yeah. get the baby thing. I'm, yeah. It's hard um what's your favorite like treat meal like if you had like your last dinner what would it be oh god last dinner this is really hard because i love food <laughs> um well like all types of sour candy i would have like i love candy like gummies just like sprinkled on the table as like like a like a little yeah. decoration yeah literally be going in on that i love sushi like really good sushi um dude what do i love like i don't know i love like all asian food i love like flavorful flavor mm. flavorful stuff I, I don't know i love Oops, I just like love sweets, like ice cream, chocolate chip cookie dough specifically. So we might be talking like a dessert tray. Honestly, probably. I'm more sweet than savory for mm. sure. Um, Do you have yeah, a favorite dessert? I know. Dessert? Do you remember the TikTok trend where everyone was like my death row meal? Yes. I literally was like, I can't even pick because like every time I would see one, I would be like, I want all of that. Stuff. Yeah. That's I basically this question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like a smorgasbord <laughs> of like sweets. Sweets, but also like, I mean, like I love sushi. I would have like some okay. sushi. I'd probably have some go. like, yeah, I don't know, some Japanese did you, food. Did you try sushi when you were up here? Did you like it? Um, I had it once, but I just got back from Japan, like oh, right before sure. surgery, and like nothing. I just don't here. think I can ever eat sushi in America like ever again. I guess. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> um, do you have any hidden talents? Like something or um, like like someone who knows you'd be like i didn't fucking know that <laughs> i played the clarinet for like seven years and there i still have it here what i can play john i can play john legend song on on the clarinet hold up bust it out we want to hear it we want to talk. Come <laughs> no. that shit. it's a go. little i didn't say it was that good it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little rusty. Is it one day I was like so bored and I went to YouTube and I was like, I brought my clarinet back and I was like, I'm gonna relearn how to do this because I used to be really good at it. And so I spent like a whole Sunday just wow. free teaching myself. What John Legend song? <laughs> um, all of me. I was gonna say, all of me. <laughs> yeah. I bet it sounds good on a clarinet though. <laughs> so funny. That used to be like one of my like hinge prompts back in the day. <laughs> I can play all of me on the clarinet. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I play the guitar. That's good. Yeah, but not like well. But like, so you and I would be like in it below. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. <laughs> like our our showmanship would be better than our musical literally ability. Um, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Do you have any uh, current? podcast or tv show obsessions that you're listening to or watching um well i am a reality tv junkie and mm. I, I just watch everything so i watch like everything bravo 
<laughs> I just finished like this reality TV show on Hulu called like Secrets and Sisterhoods. It's so good. Um, scripted shows. Um, oh my god, I just watched like House of Hammer. It wasn't scripted. Okay. It was like a docu series. It was, yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. good. It's on like Army Hammer's life. Podcast. Um, I'm all over the place. Like I do a little bit of like Girls Gotta Eat, which is like mm, I've heard of that one. Like sex and dating and like you know like thirty something year old podcasts. But then I do like some astrology podcasts and then also like health and wellness. I love. I have to have like yeah, yeah a little bit. Of- Did you ever watch a Van? Are you like a Vanderpump? person i am back on the vanderpump train because of all the drama but i stopped watching it like years ago i see i don't even i honestly i don't even know it was a thing i'm not yeah. super into reality tv uh yeah. but i i finally started watching love is blind because it was in seattle oh yeah oh so I was yeah, like, so yeah I, was, I was like i mean i get it. i get the appeal i get why people watch it uh so like you know i'm certainly not judging anyone but like vanderpump has like kind of taken over it's crazy all of the like drama that's come out of it and also they're just like most of them are just like not good people and not good (laughs) friends so it's just like watching a train wreck and you're just like i keep watching but musical artist who's on your mount rushmore oh gosh okay rufus de soul Ooh. okay um oh god this is really hard i, I hate these questions because i'm also love music um oh like it, it, it can be like your most listened to artist. it could be who you think is the most influential it like you know what i mean it's your list so yeah dude and i'm also so bad at thinking of things off the top of my brain um i love masego Ooh. I'm trying to get like all different genres over here. Yeah. Um, I love like Emmett Fenn and like Bob Moses vibes. Okay. I'm very big into like um like house music. Um rap artist. I love Lil Baby. Okay. He's, my fave. he's going on tour, right there. <laughs> huh? Isn't he on tour right now? I think he's coming to Seattle. Is he? I don't know. Yeah. I thought I saw. I don't know. I don't go to like rap concerts. I only go to like EDM or like yeah, festivals, yeah, yeah. Type. which are um, last. Classic, like to me, I love Whitney Houston. She was like my first favorite artist growing up. And let me throw in a little like screwdriver. I'll put a little Brooks and Dunn because I used what? to love Brooks and Dunn. My <laughs> gosh, I hate country music, but like Boot, Boot and Boogie <laughs> is one of my favorite songs of all times. <laughs> you could take the girl out of Missouri. exactly (laughs) done amazing um if uh dream dinner guests dead or alive mythical fictional it could be whatever who would you like to have Mm, dinner with probably oprah winfrey and my grandma again oh that's yeah such a sweet answer Um, (laughs) what's what's your favorite way to work out I know we kind of touched on this. Um, either my favorite, I love classes, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I love taking a class, Pilates class, like whatever. Um, but I mainly just strength train in the gym. It's not my, it's boring sometimes, but I prefer a class. I love a class. Um, do you have any advice for someone who like wants to get started in the fitness industry? Learn as much as possible and be open to being very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's like the first couple of years, you don't know anything and you really are putting yourself out there, especially if you're teaching classes and it's really, really uncomfortable. And a lot of people will, will probably say really mean and bad things about you. Um, but don't let that get to you and just try to learn as much as you can from experts in the field. It's good advice. Being coachable, I think, is probably like maybe number one. Like, yes, exactly. Um, all right, level three. Here we go. This is we're getting towards the end here. Um, what life advice would you give your younger self growing up in rural Missouri? Um, one that you will 
get out of the house and you will get to do all the things that you want to do. So don't worry about that. And number two, stop worrying so much about your body and food. Mm. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Dang. Like sometimes you just got to pull that little kid aside. Yeah. And just be like, love yourself. And I just, I really, really wanted love as a kid and I struggled with my family and I, and so I, it was hard for me to like love myself. So I would just tell myself that I, I love you. Yeah. I mean, we still got to tell ourselves that sometimes. Um, What are some, what are some short-term and long-term goals? Short-term being like six months to a year, long-term being like five years. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Short-term, I would say get back into work, get back Mm. into feeling good, get like, my mojo back, I guess a little bit. (laughs) I've been on this healing journey. And so when I come out of this, I'm ready to like, get back into like, a life. Yeah. Um, But I really want to get back into like doing something really big. And I still am hoping for something big on camera as far as like fitness goes. But I also really want to create my own thing for the cancer community. I've, I've created these like, um, support the support group that's been like amazing online but i want to kind of like start to take that to the next level so we'll see um what about long term or is that long term i guess oh oh long term oh long term i want to get married have some kids have a house let's go family yeah travel and like i'm just yeah i'm ready for that life so it'll come um yeah if if you could start any charity what like what would what kind of work would it be i mean it would definitely be giving back to the cancer community i i wouldn't want it to be just for breast cancer i'd want it to be like one a charity that kind of targets all cancers or has like support for anyone who's going through cancers something like that i mean i think your your idea of like that liaison is like perfect you know i know yeah it's just like creating something like that yeah yeah what's one thing you would change in the fitness industry that body is equivalent to health and or knowledge um Mm. i think and i think that the fitness community has come a long way when it comes to like shapes and stuff um but I know a lot of really great trainers who maybe not might not look like they are like a top tier trainer. Um, and I know some people who look amazing that don't know anything in the fitness mm-hmm. industry. And um, I just think that the two most times don't correlate. So yeah, I wish that would change. True. Like, Oh, I didn't like you just cause someone's jacked. It's like, I'm going to trust this person. Yeah. And then usually they're the ones you see them like doing, ridiculous things with clients in the gym and you're just like please don't do that <laughs> yeah yeah it's like this person is just learning trying to learn how to squat all right yeah. um what's your why what pulls you out of bed in the morning my why in terms of like career or kind of like yeah both life career <laughs> like you know what what gets your blood flowing Um, my why is honestly to like help other people. Like I feel the most fulfilled when I have a sense of purpose. And when I don't have that sense of purpose, I feel very lost and I feel the most purposeful or most purposeful led life when I'm like helping other people feel better, work better, move better. Like, I don't know. And I just want people to learn to like love themselves and give themselves a little bit more grace Mm. in life. And so I think that kind of attests to like my entire message and message and ethos when it comes to how I coach, how I train and how I just talk to people in general. Yeah. I I'm, I feel like I'm the same way. So I I definitely feel you there. Um, And okay. We're last question. Who would you like to hear on the off the waitlist podcast? And you have to help me get this person on. Oh, um, okay. 
I actually have an amazing friend. She, her name is Alicia Easter or Ace for short. Okay. I don't know. She just came to mind. She is a yoga instructor, but she's also a like meditation guru slash inspirational speaker, motivational speaker. She's amazing. She actually was recently hired by Halo as well to do like meditations and like things like that. Um, she is just a fascinating human and just full of joy and her story is awesome. Dope. Uh, Alicia Easter. Yeah. Like I can introduce holiday? you guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be dope. I would love to hear her story. Sounds amazing. Um, sweet. Yeah. Uh, so in closing, we made it. Um, I'm trying not to like stress about that one part of the pod maybe not recording. <laughs> Um, but you know, we're okay. just going to trust it. You know what? I'm out here in space. We're doing our thing, but in, in <laughs> whatever's cl- meant to be out there will be through that. Uh, in closing, <laughs> let the people know where they can find you, how they can contact you or, you know, where they can find you in class or, you know, yeah. Let them know your socials, all that good stuff. I don't call it yeah, self-promotion because inter- I'm forcing you to do it. <laughs> My Instagram is backpack underscore bell, B-E-L-L-E. My TikTok and YouTube are hi, Amanda Butler. And email you can find through my socials. So that's that. Dope. I'm also at Barry's, but I'm not fully, I'm not back yet. So I'll be sprinkled around in Los Angeles. Soon, hopefully. Soon. Yes, very soon. Well, shit, I appreciate you taking the time so much and uh, sharing mm. your sharing your story, taking the time out of your day. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we really appreciate you. We'll be rooting for you. Thank you for having me on. This is so fun. I love of chatting course. with you and yep. up and all things. So yeah. if you're ever to... up in Seattle, let me know. I will. All okay. Right. Bye, Mona. Bye, Amanda. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.